in African culture, wait, no, I don't want to be presumptuous or in any way nationalistic enough to assume certain Ghanaian customs run true in other African countries. I might in fact just be speaking of what passes as practice in my family, but regardless of who the Moors belong to, I was raised to keep family matters private. So, if my dad has his own bedroom or my mum goes abroad for inexplicable lengths of time, it's common knowledge within our household that we keep that business and all matters like it to ourselves. They just won't understand, you know. We're Ghanaian, so we do things differently. Growing up, school dynamics, books and shows on TV told me that best friends tell each other everything. It was almost a sole requirement, but I had to bend this rule, knowing that the pieces of information I withheld meant I could never truly qualify as anyone's best friend, not when no one really knew me. Even now, none of my friends, helpfully, I don't have many, know that every weekday I start the morning the same way. I wake up five minutes before my alarm and wait for it to go off at 6am. I blink away any sticky traces of the night and tread silently downstairs past my dad's bedroom, now relocated to the ground floor, and into the kitchen. I close the door to restrict travelling noise and pour myself a bowl of cornflakes, eating a spoonful at a time as I move around the kitchen. It's a small, functional area with a gas stove. In desperate need of cleaning, but I assign that task to tomorrow evening. An oven with a missing grill door, a tall fridge, a smaller freezer filled with various unidentified let me not waste this food pieces, sorting through a sign to Saturday afternoon. And a washing machine that dances out from under the countertop when it's on, but when empty, it's just light enough to push back with the weight of my body. Said countertops are a white speckled dark grey with a dull sheen, but I think it's meant to trick you into believing it's marble. I take a container of lunch from the batch I made on Sunday for myself then cook pasta for dad's lunch and leave it covered in the microwave. The rice I make for his dinner goes on a shelf in the cold oven. I cut up oranges for both our snacks. Should I save the strawberries for tomorrow? I tap my nails on the kitchen counter, considering the expiry date. Nah, go for it. And leave dad's in a covered bowl, packing mine into another container. None of my friends know it's when I'm out of the shower that I hear Dad's carer, Dawood, come in. Today he's on the phone, likely to his wife in Yemen where he's from. He told me about her once. She's supposedly very beautiful. Dawood is a bit of a giant, well over six feet and only a little round in the middle, with grey hair on his head and several strands escaping from his ears. A smoker in his sixties, he has a loud but hoarse voice. My dad's fifty-seven has never smoked and stopped drinking years ago. Age is a terrifyingly inconsistent beast. I cream my skin and pull out my Tuesday dress, navy, short-sleeved, loose-fitted and below my knees, because no one in the office wears jeans. I tune into a prayer channel mum likes to randomly quiz me on, whilst pulling on black tights and inserting two gold studs that were passed down to me into my ears. I set a reminder to call Dr. Apong, my dad's GP for the last three years, at lunch for dad's swollen feet, and look through my emails to find that we don't qualify for a council tax reduction. Downstairs, DeWood's in the kitchen making toast, and tomorrow will be porridge because the two meals alternate on weekdays. 
I walk into the living room and tell Dad, I'll make you pancakes on Saturday. Ooh, goody, he says smiling, but he won't remember the pancakes until I feed them to him on Saturday morning. That's how his Parkinson's works. He can remember constant, repetitive things, like mine and Dawood's presence, but short-term details won't sit in his brain for very long. They literally go through one ear, settle long enough for him to reply, then go out the other. Some days his medication will assist, but other days I think the meds are too busy tackling his swollen joints or his shaking hands, his high blood pressure or his difficulty speaking to lend a hand.